0: Good evening to those in social media. This is Grace and Faith Fellowship. We're coming to you at our Saturday night, Saturday night message. I'm excited to be with you again on this Saturday evening. We praise God for you tuning in to us to hear the word of the Lord. And We can started last week talking about is Jesus worth it? Now I know that topic that sounds strange maybe to some because you may be saying hey what you mean? Is Jesus worth it? You know, and maybe you don't feel that way. Maybe you've never asked this question. But I want to minister to people who who are struggling right now, who who maybe asked this question and says, you know, is Jesus worth? It? When I look at all that I'm going through, all the things that I experience, and maybe you've seen other people experience things, and all the promises of the Bible, and you don't see them coming to fruition because my testimony is um when i was in my early 20s you know just got married and i remember really i had i got saved when i was 10 and and so when i backslid got away from the lord then came back at the age of 20 and rededicated my life and i made the decisions okay i'm really serious about God and really committing myself to the things of God. But I remember just struggling because I was like, okay, I'm I'm doing everything the Bible says, I'm believing God, being committed, but yet I wasn't seeing the fruit of what I say I believe. And I really struggle and I remember God led me to to this Psalm 73. And this was a pivotal moment, I believe, in my my walk with God, because I was struggling, asking questions, and saying, "Why am I not seeing the fruit of what you said will come to pass?" And so I'd be really beginning to struggle, and God led me to uh, this this scripture, Psalm Seventeen, which is the basis of my uh, message, and. i want to just read a portion of it where it says i'm reading it from the new Living translation and it says truly god has been good to israel that's what the psalms were saying to those whose hearts appear but he said as for me i almost lost my footing my feet were slipping and i arm i was almost gone for i envied the proud when i saw them prospering despite their wickedness and so that's how I felt when I was looking at the the prosperity of the wicked. Uh, I began to doubt God's goodness to me. So, God, I don't see your goodness in my life, I don't see, you know, what you're saying. That, okay, if I live for you, that I would see the goodness of the Lord, but I wouldn't see it. And one of the things I said last week was that that is the strategy strategy enemy the enemy wants to get you focus get your focus off jesus by getting you look at how it seems that the world is doing so much better than you are seems like they are prospering and doing so well and the enemy want to get you to doubt god's goodness that's how he gets you to ask this question is jesus wealthy because he gets you focusing on the external what you see others and others, you see other people have what you don't have. And you begin to doubt his goodness and says, hey, is Jesus really worth it? And so we're going to, this is, I can call this part B, because last week I didn't finish. So this is part B of part one. And I want to, um, if if you be honest with yourself, maybe not, maybe not all of you, but some of you, Um, you know, we wrestle with our faith in God because, and this is biblical because Paul said, I believe in first Timothy chapter six, he says, fight the good fight of faith. So if faith wasn't a fight, okay. If it wasn't a fight, then Paul wouldn't have said that because the enemy is after your faith. Well, how does the enemy attack your faith? He he attacks the things that you attach to, you know your, your 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 spouse, your your marriage, your your finances, and you know your relationships and everything that you attach yourself to. He, that's how he attacks our faith because we put our confidence in those things that in the external. If you put too much confidence in it, this is how he gets you to a place where you say, "Well, is Jesus worth it?" So tonight I'm going to deal with two, um, not two, but four points tonight on, is Jesus worth it? And the question, I'm going to answer that question. Yes, he is. He is worth it. And as we go through this journey about this series, um, I'm going to talk with different aspects of it to challenge you to, I feel like, where people are. And um, as the Lord leads me, we're going to deal with a lot of things with why people ask this question. And so the first point I want to make tonight is point one is that embrace the difficulty of, and the cost of faith, you got to embrace it. Sometimes, not all the time, it's going to be difficult. Uh, For some people, believing and trusting God appears to be quite simple. Now, that may be simple for somebody that I'm speaking to, but The faith is not always easy. Now, you may find it um, easy to believe in certain areas. Like there's certain areas in my life. um, Faith is easy for me. Faith is easy easy to believe God. Why? Because I've seen God do things in that area constantly. So my faith, so faith may be easy for you in certain areas, but in other areas, like for healing, you may struggle. And I know for some, and I've gotten better at that and I struggle with my faith for healing. You know, there was like I said, in my 20, I struggle for faith, for prosperity, for financial prosperity. And so, and a God has really developed my faith in that area, but whatever area, you know, you may struggle for your faith in relationships, you know, so all different things. So the enemy can attack you all different kind of ways. For some, it may not be either, but in, in this world, that emphasizes the present rather than the eternal, the power over the meek and the visible rather than the invisible. Uh, I find it a struggle to to live daily for God. Or maybe you find it a struggle to live a daily God. Okay. it is it, simply not natural to die to deny yourself and to live for God. It's not natural to die itself. Why? Because we were born with this, with a sinful nature, and then now that you're saved, you no longer have a sinful nature. But what it is now the sinful nature left some residue that you're constantly now. You have to program yourself to believe the word of God. So, but the point I made is is that our world emphasizes the present versus versus the eternal. We focus on the right now versus eternal. And they we, we tend to, to put emphasis on the powerful over the meek. We tend to, you know, uh, praise and um, reward the people who we think are powerful. And then the meek, we tend to um, put them down and, you know, just tend to just disregard them the divisible over the invisible, we go by what we see, we just slowly believe what you see versus the invisible. OK, so these are things that, that our society puts emphasis on and they want us as Christians. To put emphasis on those things. OK, and not focus on the eternal, as I said last week, Paul said, uh, we gotta focus on the things that not things that are temporal but the things that are eternal so this is even when that song and that song in psalm 73 he he talks about when he gets down i believe down to verse 16 he says hey when i wasn't the sanctuary i understood therein then he spends verses talking about what's to come for the wicked so we need to focus on the eternal but when 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 we begin to read our Bible more carefully um, we realize that almost every character in the bible struggled with trusting god at some point in his or her life okay and now look at even joseph in the book of genesis you know it doesn't it doesn't say when you read the, that that story about joseph you never hear him complain but i believe you know joseph him he probably wondered why he got sold into slavery his brothers sold him into slavery it doesn't speak of it, but he probably wonder why. Why are my brothers they supposed to love me? Why did they sell me to slay? Look at the disciples. Um the disciples wonder why Jesus, who who they believe was the Messiah who would uh, free Israel, was betrayed, he was beaten and ultimately crucified on the cross. Look at his disciples. I'm just looking from their point of view. This is our teacher, this is our the person that they believe with the Messiah to come to rescue Israel. But yet they see him being traded, beaten, crucified on the cross. And you read the story, they had lost all hope. Even though Jesus told them that he was coming back, he was going to, you know, be crucified, but he was going to be, he's going to rise up. But they struggled with that. They were, and I can imagine them asking the question, well, was it worth it? with the worth it we, we have no leader now our leader is gone okay and we look at this story, story of job how job wondered why as a righteous man he experienced such suffering and so you may be wondering hey you know why am I suffering but understand it can be difficult the cost of your faith it can be difficult at times and if you're struggling with that I want you to understand that the song was understood that he understood. I'm going to go to some more verses. He goes on to say, hey, he said, I envied the proud. When I saw them prosper, by the wicked, he says, they seem to live such painless lives. Their bodies are, are so healthy and strong. They, they don't have troubles like other people. You may be going through a sickness right now. And you're and you looking at somebody who's not living for God and looking and they seem so healthy and strong and they don't seem to have any problems. See, that's perception from the outside. We And so sometimes you can't always go by what you see on the outside. But he goes on to say, you know, they wear pride like a, like a jewel necklace. It clothes themselves with cruelty. We see all the cruelty we're seeing like these people are getting away with everything. OK. And so. When we look at these things we says hey is jesus worth worth it simon, you have may have been wondering why why your parents got divorced maybe you your parents got divorced as a child or now you may be wonder why your close friend betrayed you people turned their back on and these are the things that may you may be saying hey why is jesus really worth it i'm supposed to You know, it's one thing when people hurt you and you're a Christian, especially when other Christians hurt you or people who are close to you hurt you. And the Bible tells you to forgive them. You forgive them. You says, I don't feel like doing that. Why do I have to keep forgiving? Why do I have to keep forgiving people when I'm treating people right and they keep doing me wrong? I know I feel you. I I struggle with that area. I've been on that road or or any number of the difficult circumstances. You you may find yourself in the midst of. Okay, so I want you to know the person who I'm speaking to right now. You are in good company. You know, Joseph and and Joe and Jesus disciples. And I mean, if you look at David's life, how his his own son turned his back on. And so you you see these things. And so, hey, so understand that this it, is embrace the difficulty of and the cost of your faith. It's going it, to embrace that. Understand it's going to get tough sometimes. That's what the enemy wants. So even though um, faith may not always make sense from a human perspective, we can trust that God is good and that he has a plan for your life. You need That's the, that's what Notice when we read the first uh, verse of Psalm 73, he says, truly God is good to Israel. He realized that God is good, but the enemy tried to convince me that it wasn't. So you need to always remember that God is good. We may not always sense it from a human perspective. Okay. But know that God is good. He has a plan for your life. I understand that. I, I, I questioned that plan at one point. I was like, okay, God, you told me this. You told me that you told me this is the way I'm supposed to be. But I'm wondering now, is this, is this, I'm following you. I've been following you for a long time. Especially when you've been going through this a long time, you really begin to say, Hey, who is this worth it? But God, he, he, God never lets go. He never let go of the spirit when it came to David, he, he stayed, he never let go of David, even though David messed up, he never let go. So he never let go of the spirit while David was fleeing for his life from Saul. Okay. So even though David was fleeing from Saul, God stayed there while, while Abraham was about to sacrifice his son, God was still there. When Joseph was was sold in slavery, God was still there. This is why Joseph. Says to his brothers after revealing his identity, he says, As for you, you meant it evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about this present result. So he says, So the enemy, so what I'm saying, the enemy meant it for evil. So the stuff that's coming against you, the enemy's trying to kill you because the Bible says, What? He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's what he comes to do, okay? But you know what? It's good going to come out of this. I'm not saying, please don't misunderstand. I'm not saying God orchestrated that this is what he wanted. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there's a devil out there who's trying to kill, steal, and destroy us. And God, you need to understand God has equipped you with everything you need to stand strong in this difficult time. So you have to, as Paul said, fight the good fight of faith. Okay, fight the good fight of faith. Understand that you know what? The enemy is out there trying to destroy you. And he wants you to deny and reject that God is good to you based on your circumstance right now. Based on you looking at your circumstance, the enemy is trying to say God is not good. But let me say this to you, and I want... I want you to listen to this statement. You have to allow the word of God to interpret your circumstance instead of allowing your circumstance to interpret the word of God. Now I want to read that one more time because the thing is very important. You have to allow the word of God to interpret your circumstance instead of of allowing your circumstance to interpret the word of God. What am I saying? You can't allow what you're going through right now to say God is not good, that God is not worth it, that I'm going to stop, that it's not worth it. He ain't no good because I've been experiencing this and I, I've been going through this for a long time. I've had people hurt me. And maybe you've had church hurt. Maybe you've been in the ministry to hurt you, you know, and you've walked away from church. That's why you say God is just, it's, Jesus is not worth it because. I've been around saints who hurt me and treated me badly, but you can't allow that circumstance to interpret your God to say, your God is not good. What you have to do, you have to allow the word of God to interpret your servant. You have to read the word that says, in spite of what I'm going through, as this Psalm said, God is good. That in spite of my pain, God is good. I know I don't see it right. I can't perceive it. With my human senses right now, the five senses. And I say, let me read it even though faith may not always make sense for me, human perspective, it may not make sense. You may not be able to perceive it with your five senses, but understand that God is good and He has a plan for your life. So that's my first point. So embrace the difficulty and the cost of your faith. it's gone enemy is going to come against your faith but you can't allow that to interpret your circumstances you gotta as paul said fight the good fight of faith and you gonna you've already got the victory and you're gonna see that victory manifest in your life so the second point i want to say is so think i want you to think long term okay think long term now i want to read it says imagine uh putting a chocolate chip cookie in front of a three year old and asking, uh, him or her not to eat it. Now the question, do you, do you think that that child can resist recent, at recent recently, some, some researchers did exactly this study, this to the state of the human will. Children were given a single cookie with the promise that if they didn't eat it for five minutes, that they would, they would be given a second cookie. While some of the children resisted the temptation, others simply could not. The researchers found that the children who resist the cookie at three years old were far more likely to succeed in school, in relationships, financially and in their future careers. So the question is why? Because the simple answer is that success requires delayed present desires for late gratification so we see here so so ask yourself an honest question now how are you giving up long-term good for a present thrill ask yourself the question am i giving up long-term good for a present thrill you know, we talked about sexual purity last week. Are you being influenced by the world as to give in and you believe you've gotten saved, and say, you know, I'm just going to have sex outside of marriage because that's what, you know, I just going to do it. That's what everybody else is doing. You know, I know what the Bible says and, and I gave in to it myself, even though I know I was taught, but gave into it. So but you need to ask yourself, are you giving up the long-term good for present thrill? Are you doing that? Think about all decisions with money, school, and even sexual purity. Um, are you sacrificing God's great plan for you for a temporary pleasure? Okay. See these things when they, they 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 will come at you and tell you, "Well, is it worth it?" Or maybe you did that and it says, "You know what?" I still, my relationship still didn't work. I got married, still didn't work. I still got divorced. But you got, this is long term. You got to understand that, hey, or maybe you that person that say, you know what? I know the Bible says, wait, but I don't want to wait. Well, you, 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 you're going to mess up your life. Okay. You may not understand it now, but you, you, you may be leading down, lead yourself down. Uh, a role of destruction. Once again, the enemy always blinds us and we can't see it right now. But as we talked about last night, there's, there's a lot of, um, diseases out there, unwanted pregnancies, And, and even if you don't do that, it, it messes with you emotionally. It damages you emotionally. If the relationship doesn't work out. So you have to understand, don't do that long, think, think long term. Okay. God has a plan for Like It may take a while for that plan to come to fruition, but God has a plan for you. He has a great plan. So don't give up that great plan for temporary pleasure. So you, you may not be, you may not feel like continuing to follow Jesus and doing the right thing right now, but it will be worth it in the end. It's going to be worth it. If you read, when you get time and you haven't read, read Psalms, in the end, the Psalms understood That it's it's gonna in the end, I'm it's gonna be okay. It may not be look good right now. I know I'm struggling right now, but it's gonna be okay. In the end, it says remind yourself. I want you to remind yourself that God will bless you in imaginable, unimaginable ways if you remain faithful right now. Remain faithful right now. Is Jesus where? Yes, he is but you got to remain faithful. You got to, as the Bible talk about, be steadfast, unmovable, be steadfast, unmovable. Don't allow anything or anybody to move you. Trust in the plan of God and be patient and wait on him. So once again, we talked about the first point, embrace the difficulty, and cost of faith. I mean, it's going to be a lot of people in the Bible went through what you're going through right now. Went through what I went through. But hey, you got to understand. Don't allow um, your circumstance to interpret the word of God. But it's just the opposite. A lot of word of God to interpret your circumstance. Then we talked about long term. Just be patient and wait on the Lord. Be patient and wait on him. Don't quit. Don't say, um, give up long term for a present thrill don't do that. Stick to God's plan. Okay. And don't give in to the temporary pleasure that you you're facing right now. He is worth it. God is worth the wait. I want you to understand he is worth the wait. He is worth it. He's going to work everything out for your good. You got to be patient. The third point, it says never underestimate the difference you are making. That's, this, is, this is really key. And I remember I had to remind myself, never underestimate the difference you are making. See, we can have a powerful impact on people's lives even when we don't realize it. See, you have, a, you have an impact on people's lives even when you don't re- realize it. Understand that somebody is watching you. So 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 trust me, people are watching your life. If, if you decide to live for Jesus, Jesus, you will make a difference. If you decide, you will make a difference, even if you don't realize it. So understand, I want us to drive that home tonight. You are making a difference. I know you may not think so. I may you may not think because you may not see the fruit of your labor. You may not, you don't know who's watching you. Somebody is watching you from a distance. They're watching your life and they are looking at you and see what, as I said, with my, when I was going through this, once again, even the song that said this, I wasn't vocalizing this to anybody. I wasn't taking. Maybe you are a person who's suffering on the inside like me you know what, when I went to church, I put on my church face, you know, praising God, thanking, but in the, in the inside, I was struggling. I was like, I'm not sure if this is where, I, I just want to quit. When I was looking at everybody who wasn't serving God, prospering, seemed like they had everything they wanted, seemed like they had all of the things that I was believing God for. Okay. But understand, never underestimate the difference that you're making. So maybe you're like, I was suffering in silence and you haven't, you're, you're not vocalizing it, but you're asking the question, man, is Jesus worth it? I just, I want to give this up. But don't quit. You're making a difference. Somebody's watching. You're making an impact on somebody's life. And you need to just stay focused and stay committed and remain faithful because you're making a difference. You know, somebody may come to you later on and says, man, I watched you. And you know what? I got saved because of you. Or some people you, you, may, you may not know you may not know somebody may get saved because of you and, but never tell you never tell you. I remember as a testimony, I have I a a young lady that I worked with. And, um, I used to take my Bible to, to work and studying, you know, in the break room. And she saw that. And I remember we did have a discussion and really discussion. She really, uh, Came at me pretty hard, cause she was just thought I was just one of them trying to be a perfect Christian, and 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 I remember telling her what it took to be saved, and you know, and when she walked with me, you know, she didn't like me, and basically, I thought that 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 the the discussion or the, the argument basically. I ain't going to say I said argument, but the conversation didn't go well. Didn't really go well. And she walked away and I say for about six months, never really had another word with her, but she, she came to me and one day out of the blue and just hugged me and told me, you know, I got saved. I accept Jesus Christ as my personal savior. Now, based on the way that conversation went, I would have never thought that that young lady would have got saved because she left. When she walked with me, she was angry and she didn't like me too much. But because I stayed steadfast, stayed committed, I made a difference in her life. And you, you, God's going to do the same thing for you you're going to make a difference in somebody's life if you stay committed. Don't underestimate the difference that you make. I know you, once again, I know it may not look like you're making a difference because you don't see it, but know that you're having an impact on somebody's life, but you just have to remain faithful and make, make committed and know and begin to just allow God, take your, your, your hurts and your concerns to God and and allow the holy spirit to minister to to you in, the, in this time of struggle i i remember don't don't leave the ministry don't stop setting your word don't stop um getting together with other saints because that's what's going to keep you going okay that's what's going to keep you going but never underestimate the difference that you're making because somebody is watching you okay and the last point tonight just i want to make number point number four is never give up just that simple i think we've been saying that all night i've been saying that all night in this message never give up don't give up he is worthy of your praise he's worthy of your commitment because here's the key you have to always go back and win and i want to make this point that when you're going through like the songness in psalm 73 like i was going through in my tw- 20s like my, my early 20s understand something that you have to always believe the word of god you have to go back to calvary and look what jesus did for you look at the the awesome price that he paid for you and if you can keep that in your your forefront. If you can keep that your eyes focused on the cross, that's that's your go-to. That's your go-to. When you can't explain nothing else, when you don't understand, but go back and remind yourself that hey, you know what? Jesus paid an awesome price for me. So if I understand the awesome price that He paid, how can I give up on Him? How can I quit on Jesus when Jesus didn't quit on me when he was pursuing you chasing after you, okay? and was showing his goodness toward you even when you and me when we didn't even recognize him when we was out there doing our own thing, doing the wrong thing, He loved us into the body of Christ and said, one day we got a revelation and we received Jesus Christ that person Savior. and if you're not saved, Maybe you're asking this question. Is Jesus worth it? Maybe you question Christianity. I want you to know. Maybe you're not saved. I want you to know he is worth it. He died for your sins. Okay. Past, present, and future. He loves you. You need a savior. You can't get to heaven based on your own marriage, on your own goodness. But Jesus died in your place. And all you got to do is say, Lord... I'm a sinner. I believe you forgave me for my sins. I believe you died on the cross. And I receive you as my Savior. And if you pray that, guess what? You're saved. You've been born again. And I pray you get into a, a Bible-believing church where they will teach you the word of God. But that's all you have to do. But, but to those, never give up. Never give up. Because he is worth it. I know you don't see it now. But you're going to see the fruit of your labor. And listen to this last verse I have here. Which um, speaks to what. My last point. Never give up. It says. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time. And that's just, Let me give you Sorry about that. Galatians chapter 6. Verse 9, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And it says, So let's not get tired of doing what's good. At just the right time, he will we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. He said, Don't get tired of doing good. See, this is this is what happens when you the enemy calls you to doubt God's goodness. That's the song that's talked about. He talked about good, but he said, I almost slipped. I almost, my feet almost fell because I was looking at the prosperity of the wicked. He says, and I began to doubt God's goodness to Israel. In this case, you're doubting God's goodness toward you. But the scripture says, hey, let's not get tired of doing what's good because that's, this is what happens when we begin to doubt God's goodness is we get tired of doing good. Cause you say, well, God is not good to me. So why should I do good to other people? You know, we go to that eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. You know what you, you mess with me. I'm gonna mess with you. You know, you do good to me. I'm gonna do good to you. If you do bad to me, I'm gonna do good. But it says, it it says, don't get tired. Cause I know somebody I'm speaking to you. You're getting tired of doing what's good because you don't see the fruit of your labor. But it says, but it says, in just the right time, you will reap a harvest of blessing if you don't give up. So it said, you you'll win if you don't quit. You'll win if you don't quit. But you can't give up. The blessing is already, you know, in the spiritual. You're blessed. You've already. You got to receive it in the spirit realm. First, you got to know. I believe that God already. Bless me. Whatever he promised me, it's a done deal. But keep sowing seeds. Okay, how do you do that? By prayer, by meditating on the word, by confessing the word. All you you doing? You're sowing seeds. You're watering that blessing, uh, and it's and it's going to come to fruition. It's good. You're going to see the manifestation of what you're believing for. But you can't give up. Because if you, now if you give up, you'll never see it. Now you may be asked the question, I ask, the question, well, when is it going to come? Well, I can't tell you when it's going to come. But I know according to the word of God, Jesus, whatever he paid for is the finished work. And it shall come to pass in your life. So let me pray for you, Father God, in the name of you, I pray for every listening ear that's receiving this word. God, I pray that they will never give up, that they will stand firm, that even though the circumstances they're in right now, I thank you, Holy Spirit, for menacing to them, for giving them peace, for giving them comfort, even in the midst of their circumstances. I believe that you're moving in their lives right now, that you're changing their lives right now, that you're changing the way they're thinking. And We take authority over the enemy right now who is attacking them and we bind in the name of jesus god but we pray for steadfastness that they stand firm that understand that they are making a difference in somebody's life even though they can't see it that even though it's difficult right now but god that god you're right there holy spirit minister them in their struggle and give them thank you for giving them the strength and the fortitude, God, to continue to press forward even in the midst of a tough time and stand on your word knowing that you are worthy of all the glory and all the praise. And just thank you, God, for moving in our lives and I give you glory and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Once again, I thank you for listening uh, we want to continue this series next week as we continue to explore. And I want to continue to minister to those who are struggling. Because I believe God has really given this message to those who are struggling in their faith. And understand that, hey, it's okay that you're struggling. But understand that, understand that even in the midst of your circumstance, God is good. And he's worthy to be And don't quit. Because he is right there. He said he would never leave us nor forsake us. And so stay true to that word. Stand on that word. And watch God do wonders in your life. Once again, I will see you again on next week. We thank you for listening. Once again, share this with your friends or family. Maybe you're not struggling, but you know somebody who is struggling with this. And they need this word. Please pass this along. And we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.